Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for another edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show. Plenty to touch on tonight. We've got the NFL coming to Dapper, which we are going to discuss just briefly tonight. Mostly, we're going to be diving into the Owners Club Strat Show. And with me, as always, first, we've got the Herzig bot himself. Justin, what's going on? Doing well. I mean, I think Vikes fan is right. I'm not really sure we really need to have a show tonight. Not much has really been happening around the industry. Um, it's been pretty, pretty slow. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll trudge on through this just lack of excitement and news or information or anything. Just another slow week in the world of NFTs, in the world of football. Bach, how are we tonight, my friend? Doing good. Coming off of the uh, the Ryder Cup win this weekend. It was pretty awesome to see. U.S. set a record. I know, TJ, you were napping or something last week, so hopefully you caught uh, Justin and I's outfits on the show, but got to cheer on the USA. My Bengals, Cincinnati, you can always see half the word, playing on Thursday night, so pretty pumped uh, for the sports week this week. That sure would help me because Cincinnati is the word that I misspell the most. Like, it doesn't matter the end, the T's, like always mixing it up. And with uh, like football, I'm always having to type it or something. I, I, like, and I even reverse psychology. Like, okay, so I know I'm going to mess it up. So I go with this one, but then I actually had it. I need a shirt. Playing, playing game theory with himself. Like wh- which, wh- wh- how do I think I should spell it? And based on that, how should I actually spell it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I watched your guys show last week, of course, as you know. And yeah, my first thing, I was like five seconds into watching it. I was like, guys, what? What are you what are you wearing? I didn't before I even saw the explanation about the rabbit crap. I was like, what what is this madness that's going on right now? But uh, I thought you guys did a fantastic job. And you know, maybe I could just take Wednesday nights off in the future and you guys could handle it yourselves and, and do whatever you want. But anyways, I digress. All right, let's let's get into it here. We're gonna touch on all the latest news regarding the owners club and the they've got the pre-order pack wrapping up tonight. I guess the the first thing I do want to say briefly is that, yes, NFL dapper, massive, massive news. We're not going to dive super deep into that tonight. We're going to save that for next Monday in the kickoff show. But maybe we can get some some rapid reactions from you guys on. uh, I mean, besides, yes, this is awesome. It's going to be amazing. But Justin, what's your what's your first thought? Let's not spoil too much for Monday. We did. We did say we didn't want to spend too much because this is at least an entire episode, probably an entire show like each week of the year on it. Um, there's so much to unravel. We're so pumped. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been waiting for this. We've been watching the news been watching them kind of the, the teases, the football emojis that Roham has been putting out there. Uh, we are pumped because a uh, football has been always been our, our passion. It's the thing we far know more about than basketball. Uh, Maybe Bach. Bachman knows a ton about basketball, but at least for me and for TJ, I know we've been far more on the NFL side. Um, so to be able to see, and then I think the other thing is the top shot was never that level playing field because people got in at different points and there was always that kind of just, I don't know, lack of playing field that people felt. And there, that won't be the case here. Uh, you know, they're without a doubt, top shot's going to learn from all their lessons. The Dapper Labs is going to learn from all the lessons with top shot. Uh, yeah, there might be some people who get like early adopter and like an early, but they're not going to have like these legendary or very valuable stuff when you're not open to the, like, the larger people, uh, larger public. Um, and so overall, uh, this is amazing news. We are extremely pumped. It's going to bring hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people into this space, into the space of NFTs. 
Uh, and uh, hey, like, you know, everyone that's here, you guys, we, we've been into fantasy football and NFTs, you know, early. Uh, we've got the head start. Uh, this is just going to help the owners club continue to grow as more people are introduced to this space. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun year one. But holy crap, year two of the owners club is going to be crazy when so many people kind of just spill over from the uh, NFL dapper into this space. And that's going to make your generation one cards look pretty, pretty nice. Without a doubt, Bach, any quick thoughts on NFL and dapper? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I'll add to what Justin said, I was thinking about this, like they don't have to reinvent the wheel here, right? They basically just get to copy the infrastructure, copy what they've already done for Top Shot and do it for NFL. And the manifestation is probably going to be slightly different. But they've already worked out most of the kinks. They've already learned a ton from their mistakes. Like we're starting from such a high foundation that the onboarding process is probably going to be pretty huge in terms of getting people into the into the ecosystem. We know NFL is big, but they're going to be much closer to ready to turn on mass marketing quickly because they've got such a foundation from the initial like learnings of, you know, a year of top shot. So I think that was the thing that really struck me this morning. And so I was in the, the, you know, the new discord that they put together talking with some people about it is just how like, you know, we're all, we all, worn through those growing pains on top shot and there's going to be some i'm sure in this new product but it's just such a high floor because of the foundation they've built yep yeah it's going to be awesome i i think the the thing that i'm most pumped about and one of the things that justin mentioned is that level playing field kind of everyone's starting at the same same pace there's no because you found out about it earlier than everyone you got all the whatever the nfl equipment of the cosmic packs is going to be so really pumped about that and just uh Excited that everyone in this group is on the forefront of NFL and NFTs. And that brings us to the, the Owners Club. So for tonight's show, I'm going to talk through, kind of make sure everyone's up to date on, on what's going on in terms of the pre-orders, in terms of the, the pack drop, and just the, the announcements that we had this week. And then we're going to recap what we saw from the Owners, Cor- Owners Club last week and then get into our weekly position-by-position breakdown, talk through who Justin and Box top teams of the week are give you guys our all joker optimal lineup talk through how our all joker lineup did last week and then we've got some some fun at the end with our prize picks parlay of the week introduction to thrive fantasy and then spinning the wheel for some some overdue giveaways here it's a lot to unpack and let's go ahead and get into it so uh just in terms of what we have going on at toc right now the pre-order packs are have been released since Tuesday night. You have until midnight to make sure that you claim your pre-orders. We've seen some some things where people maybe didn't get their email. If you, do, if you did not get your email, go into your account and click on your activity tab. And then from there, go to other. You should see your pre-order link there. If you do not, you can definitely go into the Discord, open up a support ticket, and we'll make sure that you get taken care of. But uh, regardless, there's no, I saw people in the Discord, like, oh, did I miss out? Like, your, your pre-order, if you made your pre-order, it will definitely get taken care of here. So make sure that uh, you go into the Discord, raise that ticket, and we'll get you squared away before the weekend. And then we also announced earlier this week, for those of you that may have missed it, the two contests or three contests that we're going to be adding upcoming. So there will be the Better Late Than Never for people that joined the pre-drop, the pre-order pack drop. 
you will be have a single entry tournament, 10K up for grabs there. And then for the remaining weeks, we're going to be adding a low ball tournament where the worst score wins. So all of a sudden the, the floor cards become ceiling cards in that game. And then we are also going to have the Island of Misfit cards where, you know, just in the side hustle, like tight end and defense are just left out. They just never get played. And so this is where they can really shine, give some extra value to those, those tight ends and defenses that you guys are holding on to and play that two card game there. Uh, yeah, I think that covers it for the news. Justin Bach, anything that I missed? I think that's the main things I would say, I will say, keep an eye on the announcements channel tomorrow morning. Um, because, uh, we have a nice little opportunity we're going to provide to the community, uh, before the, uh, the public sale tomorrow. Um, but that's all I can say. Love it. All right. Let's uh, talk about last week a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead share my screen here and let's check out the, the final standings that we saw for week three. So definitely a week that was dominated by Josh Allen at the quarterback position for Buffalo massive game from, from Cooper cup with the, the Los Angeles team. And uh, we got the, the winning of the live final seat defenseless barnacle, Justin Bach. What do you guys think about last week in general and the lineup that ended up taking it down? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's super interesting when you look at this lineup, right? You have uh, essentially no, uh, you don't have a stack. You've got a solo quarterback, which I think from, you know, for most weeks, it's it's hard to hit on the top quarterback and, you know, not have any of his pass catchers in the lineup. So I think this is going to be one of those rare weeks where you see kind of an unstacked quarterback win. Um, and it, it wasn't even because Josh Allen did it all with his legs, right? He had mostly passing touchdowns. He had one rushing touchdown. Um, but, you know, as you look at the top of the leaderboard, a ton of Josh Allen, and he was someone coming off two bad games, was a bit of a contrarian play. Washington's defense was supposed to be good on paper. The three games, they've been the easiest defense to score on from the quarterback position, but coming into the year, supposed to be good on paper. So I think kind of a unique lineup here. Um I did like to see, you know, a few of our uh, of our our picks uh, hitting from last week. Justin uh, called the the Cowboys running backs, uh, Los Angeles Rams wide receivers. So, you know, it makes me feel like we a little bit know what we're doing over here. I don't know. Was it last week that I was yelling at you for not having Buffalo as one of your top three, or was that the week before? I think I that was the week before. All right. Well, the week before I would have been wrong. Last <laughs> week I would have been right. <laughs> Win some, you lose some. But uh, yeah, and I mean, hey, once again, and uh, I think one thing that we really weren't 100% positive about, but Bach and I were felt pretty strongly that there wouldn't be like these major tie issues in the main event. And uh, that continues to kind of uh, prove out. Uh, even here, like you definitely have overlap, um, but you're really not seeing like a ton, you know, not seeing tiebreakers come into play for this main event, which I think is great. Uh, if we go over to this side hustle, that's where that game theory and strategy really just keeps coming into play. Oh, I guess I got to go to the next week. There we go. There it is. Justin? Oh. Yep. So no, I, think I was well, talking to this other person in my house yeah, and trying to put my hand over. I do that. I, I, I noticed that. <laughs> I was looking here and I was like, is he going to talk? And then I saw that you were on mute and then I saw that you had your mouth covered. And then I was like, I can talk about the fact that. Everyone played a Buffalo stack. And even though the Herzig bot has said in the past 
that if you don't have a super low combination serial and you are playing a quarterback wide receiver combination in the side hustle, you are literally going to be drawing dead at the ability to win. So sure, these people could have made 500 or 250 and that's great. But aside from Jay, sick username, by the way, I can't believe we even, how, how do we even allow that? We should not allow a one letter username, but we have yeah, way we bigger fish to fry. We have way bigger fish to fry than how many minimum characters. Yeah, that's but that's a, I mean, Jay, good for Jay. It almost seems like a typo, but this At really does bring, it. This, this really does bring up that concept of, especially with a Buffalo or any of the other you know, super popular teams, whether you're looking at a Seattle or a Kansas city, like these stacks are going to be duplicated and then it's going to come down to that, that serial tie. So Justin, now that you are off of mute, you can uh, dive a little further. No, it's funny. And I think Jay is actually someone in discord. Um, I'm not hundred percent positive. So what's the name, but I'm pretty sure he DM me and is like, Hey, yeah, I'm the one that has the 31 combo. I bought them off the secondary markets to play to market, to play them. And like, that's sharp. If you know you've got the lowest combo, um, when that Buffalo stack goes off, like you're more than, let's see, I would guess that he probably made up for what he paid for uh, in the secondary market with the $500. If not that much, at least he's probably about break even. Uh, so strong there. But then again, when you look at down there at 402 and 298, like you're all like, if those guys above you are going to keep playing and you know at least the 31 and 46 and probably 72, maybe two nasty two, like are going to keep playing it your upside's really limited. Um, so it's, it's tough because, hey, $250 is still fantastic for a little two-card side hustle. Um, but maybe there's uh, some strategy you want to mix up or something. I don't know. Well, we, we've said what we said. Yeah, yeah I think that that's that's the sharp strategy. And uh, yeah, the other note, I saw, I saw some people commenting. Here, This is the, you know, we're continuing to improve the site and the leaderboard will get closer and closer to looking like this. So spoiler alert <laughs> for the future, new UI is coming. I saw someone else also comment about the research tab. Definitely many, many more incremental improvements to come. We're, we're trying to work on the, the big ticket items at the moment, but just so you know, this, this, this is going to be the, the slickness that is coming your guys way sooner than later. And shout out right. to, the, to the design team for this. So we got Brian here in chat, number 46. So my question for you is, Brian, are you going to try to upgrade one of those QB wide receivers to get down to 30 or lower? Because what's the cost to upgrade? I'm not sure. But uh, I think if you could find one of those people and maybe, uh, you know, find them in, find them in, maybe make a trade, maybe throw in a couple other cards. Like, I think throughout the season, we're going to see this kind of leveling up with these stacks and the, the low serials. And then what, what do you guys think about the general? Obviously, worked out for Mike Jamarcus at the top here, going with, with Buffalo and Los Angeles. Do you think that putting together two random combinations, uncorrelated combinations like that, makes any sense if it's two good plays? Like, what, what are your general thoughts on that as well? Should it be a quarterback and an opposing wide receiver so that there's some correlation? Or is it just a matter of, uh, hey, I have these cards and I'm trying to figure out how to best allocate them across the different contests that I have available to me here. Yeah. I mean, I think like these were, I mean, Josh Allen was a, again, a bit of a contrarian play. Josh Allen's never going to be too much of a contrarian play. Cause we saw what he did last year coming in as one of the MVP favorites, but hadn't played well in two games on paper, a bit of a tough mashup. Um, but again, you know, Josh Allen, like 
and then you throw in with you know one of the highest projected wide receivers, it's a little bit more random to hit, but it's probably less. It's probably more likely to hit than it is be duplicated because it's so random. And so, and that's you know the thing we always talk about with upside. Now these tournaments are not that top heavy from a payout perspective, and so there is you know again as Justin called out, great upside to having your Josh Allen stack still cash for 250, right? Like that's a great outcome. Um, but if you're going for first, then picking two individually high upside plays and thinking about a game script where they both do well individually uh, and don't get outscored because you think Josh Allen's going to have a couple of rushing touchdowns, takes them away from his wide receivers, or they're going to throw one to Dawson Knox like they did this week. Like, you know, again, it's probably less random for this to be successful than it is to be duplicated. And uh, the Scottish Bear referenced something a little to what I'm going to reference, but I think it makes sense when you have a QB who, as we have here, rushing upside or the tight end. So QBs that are not just going to get all their points from wide receivers. So let's say, hey, I think Gerald Everett's going to be out this week. I wouldn't want to maybe do Seattle uh, with a random because if Seattle QB Russell Wilson goes off this week, it's likely going to be through his wide receivers. So maybe you find a QB who has that rushing upside or the tight end. I think Patrick Mahomes, I think that Kansas City is a perfect example. Then for the wide receivers, if you can focus on wide receivers where they don't have that QB who, you know, Matt Stafford's a great example where Matt Stafford's not going to get rushing upside. He's not going to, I guess you do have Tyler Higby, so he can get some there, but he's not going to get much with his running backs either with Daryl Henderson out. So you're really capitalizing on both sides where with QB, you have, solitary upside where they can get substantial points without their wide receiver stack partner also. And the wide receiver, do they have ability to grab as many as possible of the QB's points um, without him, the QB, getting additional points without them? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I think in daily fantasy sports, stacking is is certainly a common strategy by now, but it's almost sometimes even escalated in our game because A, six-point passing touchdowns, so it's pretty much a direct one-to-one of your wide receiver and your quarterback getting points. And then B, obviously the fact that you get all of the wide receiver. So you don't have to get the quote-unquote right stack, right? You don't have to stack the quarterback with the white wide receivers. You have to just stack them with any of them. So yeah, definitely agree with the, the points on the rushing QBs and the tight ends as well. All right, guys. Should we jump into this week? Yeah, let's just really quickly because, you know, our five joker lineup for last week, I'm just going to share my oh, screen. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually have the um, the slide, but uh, shout out to Third Eye here. Can you guys see it? Yep. We, yeah. Right. Scroll in a little bit would be yep. ideal. All right. I'll, I'll zoom in just a little. Um, but shout out to Third Eye here who uh, who played our lineup. So uh, smart. Would have cashed for 250 this week despite a really poor score from the Seattle quarterback position. Um, you know, the other four positions, I think Cleveland was uh, the top scoring. Los Angeles was the top scoring. Kansas City was the second top scoring and Denver was the top scoring. So uh, pretty good optimal lineup for us. Would have cashed for 250. Uh, you know, obviously it's easier for us to make that lineup because we don't have to own the cards. Uh, but, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good outcome. And, you know, we're, we're now two, two big caches in a row. So. And he had no jokers in his. That was a all natural lineup. And uh, props to you for the LA, for the you know the LAR one there. That was a, a very strong one. Obviously, ton of points there. Uh, my you know my Kansas City one was too easy. The the, the running back one was nice. Uh, 
And in Denver, yeah. I think we've picked all three weeks. Uh, no, no, we picked it two weeks in a row. But. Uh, I mean, that was just a, that was the nut matchup. Just too easy. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. So as we do, every week, we're going to go through position by position, talk through the top teams of the week, and we are going to go ahead and start with the quarterback position. And I yes. think we're going to have some controversy tonight. If I, if, I was, if I was reading the slack correctly, I think uh, I, I'm excited. I'm actually heating up my popcorn as we speak because I'm ready to go. Bach, start Justin's us off. trying to veto all of my picks. Justin like, okay. already wants to talk first. Even though this is your section, he's like he's doing the thing where he has to cover his mouth again, except this time he's not on mute. Like He's ready to go. He's, he's not happy. Let's hear it. Yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to debate. So I got I got Tampa Bay. Um, I think that you know that high team total. It's projected to be a seven point game, but like, look, Tom Brady's going to come in and just go absolutely nuclear on New England. And no matter what Bill Belichick tries to do to stop him, it's not going to matter. He's just going to come in and dominate. There's going to be so much like revenge game narrative, greatest of all time narrative, playing in New England narrative. Um, I like. I, I, he might put up a hundred points on his own this week. Um, I think second uh, Los Angeles again, high team total. Um, I forget exactly. Uh, how, I think they're fifth or sixth in terms of total t- uh, team total this week. Uh, fifth in terms of team total. They're also the highest team in the league in terms of pass rate over expectation. And it's not close, meaning they throw the ball in every scenario ever. Um, that's all they want to do is throw the ball. And that, you know, it's going to be a competitive game script. It's going to be, um, so I think, you know, Los Angeles, and they just came off that huge win over Kansas City. Justin Herbert's confidence is going to be sky high. And then uh, Los Angeles as well. Both Los Angeles teams this week, you know, uh, for, for the Los Angeles uh, Cardinals game, uh, we've got third highest team total. Again, projected to be a pretty competitive game, division game. Uh, they don't have running backs. Uh, they're throwing the ball a ton. And it's going to be a, um, you know, and, and Matt Stafford might be the MVP favorite right now. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the odds say, but Tyler. he's certainly Kyler. Okay. Well, Matt Stafford's got a chance to dethrone him this week. So, um, and then for a sleeper, again, I like to go like way off the board for the sleepers, not your like fifth best team, but kind of something no one's going to be playing. I like Atlanta a little bit this week. Um, the team total is not great uh, by any stretch of the imagination, um, but you know, they, they're playing Washington. Washington's given up the most points to the quarterback position so far this season. Atlanta's been absolutely terrible. No one's going to play them, but they have to throw the ball in order to succeed. And at some point, I, I think they're going to get off the schneid, and I think it could be this week uh, against Washington in an inviting matchup. So. Okay. I just want to ask a couple questions. Oh, go for it. Yeah. No comments, just questions. Not counting this week, but just in general, like, what do you, th- who would you say would be like the one and two QB cards? Not just in general. I mean, I think Mahomes and probably Kyler and, or Josh Allen. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think, I think those are a fair three. And then like, usually we trust like, do you care about what Vegas says about like projected points and how I know points, you like, want, you want to, to pick score? Buffalo and that's fine. And they're 15 and a half point favorites. Like they might run, they might not throw a pass in the second half. Houston is awful they're terrible and and usually for this game we want to choose teams that don't really utilize their running backs much right their pass rate over expectations not that high i mean they're about league average and then 
I guess I still have flashbacks from week 16 last season when Buffalo was playing uh, New England. I think they were up like 31-6 or something and just like continue to throw. I just don't believe this narrative anymore about, you know, in in the football of like, hey, teams when they're up are just going to like slow it down and start running and such. Like maybe in like the second half of the fourth quarter or such. But like if that's the case, they've already put up a ton of points and it's probably Josh Allen who got him there. So I think Buffalo and Kansas City, both teams that are projected to score the most points on the entire slate, 31.75 and 30.75. The two quarterbacks that are arguably, what, one finished second in the MVP last year, two of the three most pot valuable cards, and we're not going to put them when their teams are expected to score 30-plus. Faux pas, Bachman, faux pas. Yeah, I mean, look. You're not going to not play Buffalo. You're not going to not play Kansas City. But I think that there are reasons why Josh Allen has a has a high floor for sure. There's a path to to a low ceiling this week. Like there's a path to a massive ceiling, but there's a path to a low ceiling. And I think there's more of a path to a low ceiling for him. Low pass rate over expectation in a game script where they shouldn't have to pass. Right? There's a, a path to a lower ceiling than there are some of the guys in this game. You know, Mahomes. I think is I I, I would. I considered Mahomes certainly against any of these three guys. And I saw Ryan's comment about narrative street completely understand, um, you know, the like, yeah, buying into the Brady narrative. He's probably the only guy that I would buy into the narrative on. Um, but go. I, got I back, that, Bob. but I think that, the yeah. no, that's a backhanded compliment. That's saying, we are okay with your answers, even though they're not the best ones. Like, man, after this I mean, week, Justin's gonna have Monday Justin's gonna be like, "Hey, can we can we change the graphics to make it clear that uh, Bachman picked these QBs <laughs> and that I have?" No, this can is we, what we're can we do. put a disclaimer on the bottom? This was not Herzig about approved. We got this. We got this. Okay, running backs, Bachman, you chose three. Oh, we're still doing this. I'm choosing two. Highest score wins. Let's make a little friendly wager. My Buffalo and Kansas City versus your three, your top three picks. Okay, great. I'm very loser. Confident. We'll figure it out. Might be uh, might be next first round of golf at the bachelor party or something. We'll see. I was gonna say the user has to you know do a wrap on the podcast. Okay, heading nope. over to running backs, Justin. Okay, let's, uh, uh, let's dive into to the running back selections here running backs and uh yeah i'm not afraid to go with chalk because i think chalk is a reason for it's chalky because it's usually correct um just so you know these are the same teams he picked last week literally the exact same i mean if you look at these matchups like and it makes sense and i think all three went off and probably finished top three out of the five i'm not sure um they all did very well so if we look this week so we're talking three teams let's start with dallas it is no longer just the Zeke backfield. We are probably looking at a bit more of like a 60-40 split uh, with Tony Pollard. Uh, that is just, it's basically what we've seen. It's maybe Cleveland light with regards to the running game. Um, and then they're both been using the passing game too. I and mean, we still don't have Michael Gallup. Um, like, I still think you're just going to get increased utilization there. When we talk about Dallas, we're talking four and a half point favorite, 27.5 projected in a game that just, you know, we expect there to be high scoring. Even Robbie Anderson from Carolina has done very well this year and has been able to put up points. Uh, so I think this is going to be a high scoring game. And uh, yeah, last two weeks, Dallas running backs have gone off. Yes, this could be the week that the passing game kind of does it, but uh, I'm making my bets that those players are still, that those two guys are still going to be heavily involved. Cleveland, same thing here. Anytime you think it's a good game environment, their defense without a doubt showed up last week, which is great for their running game. Uh, here they're going against Minnesota. Minnesota has been putting up a ton of points. I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout here. 
Um, we've got Cleveland as a two-point favorite, a little more than 26 projected, so not the best game script. Um, but uh, Justin has all three. I don't have any cards. I, I know. Was, I thought it was a pretty good joke. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I could pump my bags. Um <laughs> Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just if you have these cards, you know, they're working into your lineups. My thing is if you have like multiple of these cards or you have like three and you're trying to decide between the two, well, then you're the three, then you're doing this wrong. You need to go get more cards to complement them to get more lineups in. Uh, Cause all three of these, if you have them should be being played each week. Uh, and then Tennessee, um, you know, a Derrick Henry, now that he's not coming off the field, he's actually still being used in the passing game, which yes, we don't care about like the PPR aspect of this, but what we do care about is that an amazing talent is actually being used in open space. I think it was last week, the week before there was a play where uh, on the soft, on the, on the bottom side of the field, they had a screen three linemen downfield and Derrick Henry wasn't touched for 15 yards. Then when he finally does get touched, he gets an extra 10 or so. Uh, I'm always going to be looking at Tennessee here when there's positive game script and here you're going against one of the arguably the worst defense in the league with the Jets, seven point favorites, um, 26 point total like this could be. And yes, it could be a blowout. Maybe they try to rest Henry a little, but I'm still thinking, hey, if it is a blowout, they put out those 30 points and Henry probably has at least two TDs. So I'm going to call that these three cards, all three will see at least two running backs. I mean, at least two touchdowns from their running backs. It's going to be a big week for them. And the sleeper. Sleeper here's Washington. Um You've got the, you know, once again, it's again, a double backfield with McKissick and Gibson. We saw Gibson kind of uh, unload a little this past week, uh, but I just don't think Atlanta is able to really stop them. And, uh, you know, Washington's defense has not been scary at all. Same reason that Bachman chose Atlanta because he could see Atlanta kind of putting up points. Uh, I could see this just being a kind of a bit more higher scoring game than uh, you're used to in the past with Washington. Um, and, uh, I'm still a big Gibson believer. He's got that breakout talent. He had that play up the sideline, uh, where just no one can catch him. So if they can continue to u- increase his usage, uh, that's going to be a plus for the team in that running back card. Love it. Love it. I think we'll have you guys swap next week to positions, right? That's what Bachman asked for. He was like, these are too hard. Give me the easy ones. That's not what I said. I said, I don't have to do any work if I just get to pick the same three teams every week and take <laughs> a week off. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on wide receivers again. Uh, I'm sure Justin's going to want me to put Buffalo on here. That's fine. He can want what he wants. Uh, we've got we've got uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, I think, I think Tampa Bay is going to go off. I think that, that Belichick is going to be uh, keying on Gronk. And I think that they've got a path to the wide receivers being successful here. Um, you know, Brady's going to be spreading the ball over the field. I, I, I think I think that's going to be a great week for them. Uh, I actually like Dallas uh, wide receivers this week. And I know that, you know, the running backs look great last week. But uh, watching that game, the running backs had 10 yards of space before anyone from Philadelphia touched them. They didn't actually look that good. They weren't forcing – a ton of missed tackles. There was just so much space and yeah, Dallas's offensive line is great and they're going to do well against Carolina, but Carolina's given up fewest running back points in the league. Granted, they haven't really played anyone yet, but uh, their, their defense is built to stop the run. Their secondary is not as strong and they're missing one of their starters. And so I could see this being, you know, a week where Dallas like high pass rate over expectation team in general. Um, and they throw the ball, to the wide receivers and they, um, you know, kind of force uh, Carolina forces them to, to put it in the air and they do well. 
And then uh, the the Los Angeles wide receivers, again, same same thing we already talked about. I think it's going to be a shootout against Arizona. I think that they're going to be um, – I think they're, they're going to have another great week. Uh, 47, probably not a fair expectation, uh, but I think they're going to do well. And then uh, for a sleeper, Carolina, I think there, there's a couple of, of things here. One, like they're projected to be trailing against Dallas – uh, Dallas has not been good on defense anywhere all season. And so um, I think that they're, you know, they're, they're looking like it's not a super high total, but they're going to be trailing. Christian McCaffrey is out. And uh, so I think that they're going to put the ball in the air more and they've got a little bit of a squeaky wheel situation with Robbie Anderson. So again, as a, as a kind of sleeper pick, I like Carolina to, to, you know, potentially make some noise this week. I like those. I like the Dallas analysis. Um, it was definitely the one I was kind of most iffy on of my three uh, for the same reason that you were saying. And I think I alluded to it. I could definitely see this turning into a, hey, Dak needs to pass a bunch. Um, I think that Zeke Pollard will be a part of that, but I uh, could very much see it being a CD Lamb, you know, Amari Cooper kind of game. Um, and if I was playing DFS, I think that's a strong stack I would definitely look at is that double stack. And then if I'm doing, um, you know, prize picks or one, you know, prize picks by fantasy, one of these kind of prop ones, I'd be looking at the overs for that game. Because as you're saying, a lot of passing between Carolina and Dallas, it makes sense. Um, so I like those. But yeah, without a doubt, Buffalo needs to be in here. I'm okay with you not including Kansas City just because of usage. Uh, but when your team's projected to score 32 points and there's virtually – I don't want to say virtually. There's definitely a risk of touchdowns with Josh Allen and maybe you get like a Zach Moss. But in general, you've just got three, four great wide receivers that are going to be putting up at least, you know, two, three, maybe even four plus touchdowns. Um, they, they got to be in here. It doesn't matter how chalky they are. Love it. Love, love the descent. If you guys, if you're on box side, like the stream for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, if you're on Justin's Justin, side, like the stream. If you're on too. Justin's side, like the stream. I think that's really the only way to to, to settle this argument. So uh, based on based on that, that's how we'll determine who wins. Justin, let's hit the tight end. I'm gonna guess that Kansas City tight end is number one. Let's see how many guesses. The first oh, one. yeah. That makes look sense. at that. I mean, has he put? I think he's had like two touchdowns or a hundred yards in every game so far. Like it's insane. Um, every time. I mean, it's. I feel like he hasn't even had like standout games, but it's still just very right. good. Maybe he hasn't had two touchdowns. Maybe just 100 yards. I'm going to look at his stats real quick. I think the first um, game he might have had two, yeah. He did have two, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so two touchdowns. Like I know from anyway. DraftKings scoring, he's had over 20 every single game. So obviously that doesn't directly correlate here, but it's right. it's been good games. Two touchdowns the first game and then 109 and 104 yards. Um, Just just a beast. And if there and is another, good, another guy's involved. Right. And if Tyreek Hill actually does have this like shoulder injury and, you know, what first week Tyreek Hill had like 17 touches and 17 targets or something silly. Um, and then since then it's been substantially fewer. Uh, I think there might be an actual injury risk. And if that's the case, like they're just going to keep peppering Kelsey. I don't need to waste time. Like if you got that, you know, it's in that card. I think going forward, got to start deciding, do yeah. you put that? That's actually, we the... should, we should maybe touch on that. I mean, I guess maybe not quite yet. We'll have, but we'll I have think more it's... time next week or two. Yeah. It'll be an interesting one. Once the game's live. Um, but yeah, without a doubt, Island of Misfit cards. Um, those Kansas City tight ends uh, arguably become one of the most uh, one of the most valuable cards like on the site because they can be used there where you have to use a tight end. Um, I'm trying to think. Can you go two defenses in that? I forgot what we... No, you have to do one of each. One tight right, end, one defense. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, exactly. In. So you have to use a tight end, which makes it. Right. Um, so that card has just a significant edge over every other card in that game. But then yeah. 
And that's also like, okay, smaller prize pool than the main event by a lot. So that's, it's going to be interesting to see how people choose to decide according to that. Right. And I think it's fantastic because some people are like, oh, this isn't fair. Like the Kansas City Titans are going to have so much of an advantage in the, uh, in, in the island of misfit cards. But also it helps out everyone who doesn't have those in the main event and the other ones so much more because you're just going to see far fewer of these Kansas City tight ends. So uh, these strategic decisions give you an advantage if you can kind of play it out where you want to focus your efforts. Yep. And I mean, I think a, a solid counterpoint by a Vikes fan is, okay, yeah, you lock that in, but then you're kind of also like, okay, I want the Kansas City tight end, but then I'm also going to roll the dice on the defense. So I want them in my main lineup. I think it's going to be a great discussion and decision each and every week. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just one thing to call out. I, I can't, I don't have the week one stats at my fingertips, although I'm pretty sure that the answer is, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so Kansas City's been the top-scoring tight end only one of the three weeks we've played so far. But this past week, Dallas outscored them. The first week, Tampa Bay outscored them. Point. They've all yeah. been close. Kansas City's absolutely the most consistent, right? But if you're playing in the island of misfit cards, you care about that upside, uh, not that you care about that top, top score. And so Kansas City gives you the highest likelihood every week. But so far, they only would have won one out of the three. Yep, that's a very good point. And yeah, based off the first three weeks, Denver is actually the most important card because you could have played them each week and just smashed. That's right. Yeah, that's going to level out some once you start playing a little more tougher competition, but still. Um, yeah. All right. So next up, we have Las Vegas. Um, I don't believe I have had Las Vegas in my cards yet, which is surprising because big Darren Waller fan. I think he's probably from a fantasy wise, the second most valuable tight end out there. Um, but he doesn't, they just don't score that many points. Um, but I think in this game, we've seen that, um, you know, we've seen that the LA Thunderbolts are not great against the tight ends. I think it's sixth, sixth against the tight ends right now. We've seen that they're kind of a bend, but don't break defense. Um, and the amount that Oakland, the amount that Las Vegas has been passing their pass rate over expectation puts them at, I think number two or three each week behind Tampa, um, he has the potential for just a huge breakout game. And uh, I like the matchup here. I think this is where we could see Waller have in that really big game. Um, and then also San Francisco, another one who I did not, uh, I guess I have been using them, um, but hasn't really been performing much. And a lot of it is just the lack of need um, by San Francisco to really get him involved in the game. I also think now that you've got Ayuk playing a bit more, like things are being spread out. Um, so it, you know, it's definitely not the smash card that some people maybe thought it was at the beginning of the season, uh, but the amount the, it still has probably as much upside as any other. And uh, this week, let's see, they're going up against Seattle. Um, they're three point favorite, projected to score 27. Like their running game is still kind of virtually nothing. Um, you said like the, um, the Trey Lance aspects in the end zone, which has taken away from some of the touchdowns. I think he's now had. Uh, two touchdowns maybe in the red zone there, or at least uh, I think it was two. Yeah, one week one, one week three. Um, and so I think hey, if they need it, if they need to, you know, this turns into a shootout with Seattle where it's just a lot of throwing, uh, this could be the game that Kittle kind of has that big breakout. So I, I don't want to miss out on that. Uh, he's got a decent kind of expectation, but the ceiling is still probably unmatched by anyone except for Probably unmatched, except for Kansas City. I think his ceiling is higher than Las Vegas just because of the amount of points that San Francisco puts up. All right, and 
The sleeper. Uh, sleeper here, I'm going with Denver. Um, I like the aspect that they still have multiple tight ends that are being involved. Uh, the loss of KJ Hamler for the year is extremely painful uh, for all my best ball teams and just for uh, you know for his health and stuff. And that was hor- that's horrible. But uh, right now, no Jerry Judy, no KJ Hamler. Um, if it's a game that they're going to need to pass, it's going to go in the, you know, it's going to be leveraging both their tight ends and, uh, Baltimore's kind of interesting. Baltimore has not been the defense that we've expected, uh, you know, from years in the past, they're actually worst against tight ends, but they've also gone against Waller and Kelsey, both Waller and Kelsey surpassed hundred yards on 21 targets. Um, I kind of be like, well, I mean, hey, it's Waller and Kelsey, so of course they're going to go off. But I'm also like, well, they love, you know, it could be that, hey, you see the roadmap, you see how to kind of put up points, uh, you know, how you put up points against Baltimore. And so maybe Denver kind of follows that and leverages um, both tight ends. That's where I like them as a sleeper here. Um, get some good upside. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the only downside to Denver uh, really, you know, in, in any passing game is their defense is just so good that they're not going to be in many shootouts. And they, they've got that two-headed monster. Denver was your sleeper pick last week at, what, at running back. They smashed. Um, so I, I do think that, you know, you've, you've got to really see a uh, kind of a unique game script against Denver. Baltimore has pre- in previous years shown the offense to do it, right? This year they've been pretty bad. Uh, watching long touchdowns clank off Marquise Brown's hand last week were pretty tilting. There was something like he left like 33 points on the field with those three drops. Um, like if you just expect that he would have caught it and then just continued walking forward into the end zone. Like, oh, Marquise Brown, pain, pain if you had the Baltimore QB or Baltimore wide receivers last week. Yeah. Hate to say it. All right, so we've got all of our top teams here. So we must build our optimal five-joker lineup, and we're going to go this week with the Tampa Bay quarterback, Tom Brady. In Tom Brady, we trust the man that will live forever and be the go forever. We're rolling with him at the QB position. Tennessee running back, the big dog, Derrick Henry. Los Angeles wide receivers. Of course, the Kansas City tight end. And then the Buffalo defense. There we go, Justin. We are finally putting Buffalo players into play. But I have a feeling that you feel that it's the the wrong side of the ball where we're employing the Buffalo people. If it was up to you, we'd probably have a quarterback and a wide receiver from Buffalo in the optimal. Probably, probably. But you know what? Hey, if we're going to fade the QB and the wide receiver, maybe that's because we got two defensive touchdowns and then the Buffalo just didn't need to pass as much. So it's the sharp contrarian play. Also, I mean, just matchup. Absolute, like amazing matchup with Buffalo. Uh, how much are they a favor right now? Oh yeah. 16 and a half. Oof. Yeah. Easy. Card. And, and also they're number two in DVOA right now, according to football outsiders. So not just the great matchup, but they're absolutely like good defense this year. So I think, yeah, I mean, I know you, you would have advocated for Buffalo cause you don't think Tom Brady's the goat, like an idiot, but you'll be proven wrong. Yes. Tom Brady's entire career makes my weekly decision. Smart. <laughs> and there we have it. We will check in. Uh, man, next week's going to be a fun one because one of you guys is just going to have a lot to say to the other based on 
Based, pretty much explicitly based on how Buffalo performs, really. I mean, that's really what it came down to. I got, Can- I got Kansas City in my back pocket, too. But uh, mainly <laughs> Buffalo. You got options. You got outs. <laughs> I, I got an out. I have an out. <laughs> All righty. What do you think? Should, should we jump into some? People have been crushing it on prize picks, no? It has been insane, the I'm amount like, kind of I'm kind of mad because I, I, I personally we're... can't play. So, from my uh, position, but I feel like we've just been been crushing it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it took the, this isn't even all of them because I couldn't fit them all on the screen. Um, but I think we ended up having like thirty five people hit parlays, um, which are all at least like a three leg parlay. Uh, I think I, there's a five leg parlay in here that was hit. There's been a ton, um, so it's been fantastic. You can ask Bach. Even been pretty decent myself, uh, put, putting out some feelers out there. Uh, I think two of the two of the um, two of the games that I was putting some feels out there uh, completely crushed. I think I went four out of five for one of them, and then three out of th- or four out of four on the other. So lots of people getting some tails there. Uh, I'll continue to be making my picks in the Prize Picks channel there. Um, but I think we have uh, we got some giveaways, with Prize Picks, and then we got to make our make our picks for the game on Thursday night. Yes, indeed. Should we run the giveaways first? Yes. Let me just explain once more what we're doing here. So uh, anybody that wins a three-legged, four-legged, five-legged parlay, a clean card, so you go three for three, four for four, five for five, if you get a tie, we allowed that. There was one incident there. Um, If you get that on prize picks, um, then reach out to me, send me a DM, a screenshot, and we will add you to the wheel. And uh, one of these lucky people will win a TOC card, and we'll keep doing this each week. and then uh, I think I think that's it for that. And then we'll uh, we'll make some prize picks picks tonight because uh, I've got some ideas for the game tomorrow night. Ooh, love it! Uh, while this is spinning, Coop, go ahead and spin it. I will also say for the prize picks giveaway, the uh, two free cards for people that signed up and followed the eligibility, deposit the hundred and make your first play. Uh, we will be giving those out shortly. Um, I don't want to make promises, but it might even be tomorrow. Um, but I have. Very, very high confidence we'll be able to get those out to you all uh, this week. And the winner is Kelvin. Kelvin, congratulations. That parlay you hit got you a TOC card. Uh, I have your Discord. I'll probably reach out. Uh, We'll just need your MetaMask, and we'll send you that TOC card. But congratulations. Well done. And the truth is, everyone on this wheel is a winner because literally you have to be a winner to get on it. And uh, I think prize picks might a little be regretting that. Uh, I'm sure in the long run they'll be happy, but uh, short term, I think we're winning. <laughs> You're going to break them, Justin. Come on. Come All right. Uh, and, so- and as a reminder, if you haven't signed up for the two free card yeah. promo, it's still open. So it is, it is definitely still open. Uh, TJ, I'm going to steal the screen back. Um, oh, good. Uh, no, you're, okay. Yeah. Because um, I can actually. Because of my location. Oh, you're gonna pop it in there. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll do it live. Um, all right. I'm gonna show you. Know, you know what's actually funny is that as you're, I was glad that we did the wheel first because I went to my prize picks and then I went to log in and then it said that my password was wrong and then I typed in like three passwords that I know and then all of them are wrong. So I was going through the whole, you know, forget password. Like that's what was happening while the wheel was gone. That's okay. So if I would have known that, I would have just, you know, let, let it go the whole time. There you go. Okay. Um. So I do want to throw this out. So yeah, um, 
Love the prize picks. Um, I've primarily been doing where you actually have to go to three for three. They do have the option where you can do the flex play, meaning you pick three and you say, hey, I only have confidence in two. If two of them are correct, then you win. You don't win as much, but you still win some. Has less variance, but um, and I think from an expected, it takes a couple percentage less, but uh, it, it's really your choice. Um, I'm going to give a quick ETR shout out, though, because I'm going to give a little little tease into my process here. Uh, if you are an established the run subscriber, what they have is a prize picks props versus ETR projections where they will literally take their projections that Leone is making and compare, compare them to the actual prop, um, price picks projections that are live. And so what I'll do is now there's a, you know, you don't want to take these as, um, you know, as the Holy grail because a, they're mean projections. We actually care a bit more about median, uh, outcomes rather than mean. I can just go into that later. And then two is when we make these picks, we want to go with that kind of game script aspect of, hey, I think this happens. Uh, how do I kind of play off that? But what I definitely start off by doing is like, hey, where are they way off? And so for the game tomorrow night, Cincinnati, I think there's some strong discrepancies here. So we see this right here is the projected difference and kind of what they have is yards. So his mean projection is one to 2.6 and the line is 83.5. Tyler Boyd is 18 above. You can also see if a percentage difference, like how much that is. These two are substantially higher than we normally see. Uh, so it makes me kind of want to say, hey, let's just say that, you know, Cincinnati is going to play faster than we expect. It's going to be a high scoring game. I probably want to go with a Joe Mix and a Tyler Boyd. If you're doing that, you may as well consider doing the stack of the Joe Burrow here. And then you're throwing one on the other side or one other random one as well. Um, I think that's what my play would be here. And that's just kind of a, Hey, you know, you do have to be a subscriber for ETR, but um, highly recommend it. If not, then maybe find projection somewhere else. And it's a bit more manual, but I think that's where I would kind of do my process um, for how to kind of start with this stuff. Does that make sense? Bach, what do you do? Yeah, I, I'm very similar, um, and and I can't play prize picks, but that's because I'm in Virginia where we have legal sports betting. I've been doing a lot of the same stuff. In fact, using ETR, I know you know you, you, we're both fans of of theirs, but I think that's exactly right. I think that the two things for prize picks are like if you can find a couple of projections that are off, great, go get them. But the the game script and the building a narrative is where you're really going to be successful because you need to hit three out of three, right? And you might find you know, you might find three great projections off, but if they're in different directions, figuring out how you actually hit that like becomes less likely. And so I think that's where, you know, find some projections that you, that you like some, you know, wherever you get them, you know, make it kind of understand where you think there's some edge in the projections, but then build a game script that allows those projections to all hit together. So question here, Bachman, because normally I don't want a running back that's going to, that if I'm going over here for more than 83 yards, when I'm also expecting them to be passing a bunch. So even though, you know, ETR has this Joe Mixon as just way lopsided, I think I kind of want to not use it and instead just go Boyd and Burrow over and then see if we have something on the Jacksonville side. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. I think you could even go, like, I don't know that I like all three of, um, I don't know that I like all three of Mixon, uh, Mixon, Burrow, and Boyd. I think you could easily go with any kind of two of those, and it probably makes the least sense to go with Burrow and Mixon. But I think you could go Burrow and Boyd or Mixon and Boyd. I think there's paths to either of those two hitting together. 
Uh, I wouldn't then go like a James Robinson over though, right? In terms of rushing yards, because it's hard to imagine that game script working out. So, you know, if we want to stick with pass catchers for Cincinnati, great. I think Mixon and Boyd is fine because you can talk yourself into a shootout kind of higher tempo, higher, you know, higher, um, you know, higher plays, total plays game where they both hit because they're already, you know, their mean projection is already pretty high over the, the line here. So what about James Robinson with the under here? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a James Robinson believer. I think that works though for your game script. He's not been playing nearly as much as I think a lot of people would have liked for him to play. And I think that there's just a, you know, a passing, a passing script. Like that's what Jacksonville is more built to do anyways. And if you're presuming that, that Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow are going to be doing well, you can imagine that they might be passing as well. I'm sorry. Did I see under? I didn't think, Uh, I didn't think that was an option. Sorry, but, we are yeah. not the Overs Club. That's already been patented and trademarked, <laughs> the, and uh, the they've run club. out of jackets. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, I mean, because it, it's tough because with Jacksonville, Bach, I also get the argument that hey, maybe Jacksonville is actually doing really well, and so Cincinnati needs to sh- throw to you know catch up. But I don't have confidence in Jacksonville. I'm not a huge James Robinson believer. I think this is uh, th- this is what I- I'm favoring. What do you think? Should we lock it in? I love it. All right. We've locked it in. That's what we're going with on the show. We will dive further into things, um, you know, in, in the prize picks channel and stuff. Um, but uh, as kind of, we, as we dive a bit more deeper into this game and other ones this weekend. Yep. Yeah. So th- there you have it. And it, again, if you guys have not signed up already and you're in a state where you're eligible to do so, head on over prizepicks.com. Sign up with promo code TOC. You will get a 100% bonus up to $100. And if you deposit $100 or more, you'll also get two free TOC cards. So that promotion is still up and running. Definitely check it out if you not if you have not already. And again, you are in a step that, that is all. I think that promotion is going to run until there are no more single cards available yeah, by I us mean, or read the 500. Um, yep. it, we, we are not close to the 500. It was just, uh, you know, if you have states are a little limiting and stuff, because there are only certain states that can make it. Um, but yeah, it's basically 200 free dollars if you uh, deposit the hundred. So uh, definitely benefits there. But we also have a new partner uh, that is throwing a thousand dollars at TOC members for free. Um, that Should we dive good. in a little here? Yeah, that sounds good. $1,000 for free is good, right, Bob? I like free. I'm big free guy. So $1,000. A, a lot of people like free, as we found out. Sorry, I'll show that. That's true. A lot of, that is. Uh, so $1,000 prize pool for their free roll. And this is legitimately a free roll. Um, no purchase, no deposit necessary to play the free roll. Uh, the way that this works is rather than, so like if prize picks, you've got to beat the house. Here, you don't go against any book or any house. You go against other competitors. And it kind of makes it a, a DFS style, a contest style, uh, over-under kind of, uh, over-under with players. Um, and so big thing here, we only have 53 people in. Uh, this will go live Sunday. Basically, if you join right now and you get last place, you will get $5. If you finish in about the top third, you get 10 and so forth. That's where those $1,000 are coming from here. 
Uh, and then they are also throwing in five free TOC cards to the top five. So currently top 10% are also going to get a free TOC card. Um, I am going to, I got to do a bit more research, but you can see basically there are 20 different props. They go with like the high profile names, the ones that people are familiar with. You choose 10 of them. And I think the most interesting aspect is the points on each aren't the same. So for example, here, Damian Harris, one and a half rushing and receiving touchdowns. If you think he's going to get two, you can actually do it and take 135 points or under and you take this, the, you know, the more likely one in 65, but when you're going against other people, there's that strategy aspect of how contrarian, how kind of against the grain, how kind of crazy do I get with my picks? Um, so I like this new format. And as we said, so it's a free contest. All you got to do is sign up. Uh, you just got to be in one of those locations. Uh, you enter the free roll. If you do deposit at least $20, then you also get access into the 50K pool this weekend. And there's an exclusive Monday night one for just owners club members as well. Uh, so head on over there, check out the uh, TOC giveaways channel um, in the Discord, um, where we have a bit more information as well as um, kind of the link and anything else that you need. Cool. These, the, the, whole, the whole prop thing, I think, is really interesting because we've seen, I really feel, so you have the sports betting that's been around forever, the Vegas, the underground, whatever it is. You then have the DFS, which is probably a solid seven, eight years with about four or five years in the middle where things were just crazy and everyone kind of gets that feel. The fantasy sports aspect as well. And I think it just has increased people's familiarity with like projecting players rather than a game. And I think most people understand that like, trying to project the score of a game like it's fun and such, but Vegas and like the bookies are just so accurate there that these props are where people kind of have a bit more of an edge or an advantage. And a lot of it really is, is just because when they're making those projections, two things are coming into play. One, they put out the projections that are kind of completely computer generated. It's all, you know, based off, it, it's all based off kind of projections, recent results, as well as current opponent and stuff. And like, there's going to be flaws in there because there's human elements that aren't included. Once people start betting it, then they start reacting. So there is an advantage to kind of hitting those as soon as the lines come. And prize picks is one of the ones that comes out as soon as possible. Thrive Fantasy has taken the other approach where it's, hey, you don't have to beat the house. You just got to beat Joe next door. And uh, I think these new waves of games and innovation around this space. So it's not just traditional sports betting DFS kind of thing. Uh, I think it's really interesting. I like it. Love it. Endless, endless formats. And, but, you know, I feel like the, the coolest format is kind of like when you combine NFTs with it, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's for the, the people to decide. Okay. We idea. have one last thing on the agenda for tonight. Ryan asked it in the chat and we are going to bring on everyone's favorite. Producer Coop onto the screen to run the prize picks giveaway. What's up? Not prize picks. Um, uh, so this bad. is the this is the Twitter one. This was uh, oh, when we had the one. drop. Um, when we Jeez. had the pre order, we uh, kind of asked for some help to help spread the news and such. And uh, what we were doing is first we were giving away two cards, individual cards to uh, I don't want to say our absolute favorite tweets, but. Um, ones that we really enjoyed. They made us chuckle. They gave us a smile. I would say almost all of them really were fantastic. Really some nice and heartfelt things. I think we had over 230 or so. Uh, so really appreciate that. Um, but for this one, hey, we had to pick two of them. And uh, so let me see what I got here. Uh, let's, uh, I know we already saw that slide, but 
what about before? All right. These were two of the tweets that uh, we, we hand-selected to win the free card. So first off, Brian Ho. Um, I'm going to read this out, but love the community, the trades, the prizes, the support, strategy talks, fantasy football and NFTs, what's not to like. Oh, and there's a cyborg named SB Mitchell who is pushing out updates in UI and customer service improvements every day. So to our cyborg, Mitchell, SB Mitchell, congratulations. Thank you very much, Brian Ho. We completely agree that... Uh, it is nice for a bot to have a cyborg to hang out with. <laughs> I literally, I literally spit coffee out when I read that. I <laughs> reading these tweets in the morning. They were such a pick me up. I was absolutely loving every one of them. And then I came across Brian's and I legitimately spit coffee out. I was crying, laughing. Um, as everyone in the community knows, SB Mitchell basically doesn't sleep. It can certainly be classified as a cyborg at this point. So that was just absolutely hilarious. It was too good. It's a great tweet there, Brian. That was great. And then on the second one, we have uh, from M. Luciak underscore TS. So Michael, Michael, uh, I dig the owner's club because recently I knew zero about football. And now I know non-zero. Bonus joy. Without knowing the team names and only having pictures, I can come up with ridiculous new names like New Orleans Black Popes of football or Green Bay Big Cheese. Or uh, I believe this, the team hold, the Zakarian show, uh, came up with the Los Angeles Thunder Horses. <laughs> Great names, but uh, we appreciate it. Michael, thank you very much uh, making us laugh there. Some great names for these teams. But uh, congratulations, each of you will receive a TOC card. I will be uh, reaching out over the next day or so on Twitter to make sure we get your MetaMask, but congratulations. And what now, amazing. the grand prize is a randomly selected person who's going to get a pack, an entire pack. Ooh, full pack. I don't think Let's we've ever go. given away a pack. Is this the first time? No. This this is, is, yeah, I think shot. this might I think this might be the first time, but yeah, these, uh, these quote tweets were, um, man, they're awesome. Huge pick-me-ups. I think well-deservingly earns a pack for a random person. Now, um, I will say this is going to get a little interesting because of course it's really hard to randomize quote tweets. So typically we're able to run, you know, analysis and we're able to run the export of who retweets and who does all that so quote tweets i just assumed you know you'd be able to do the same thing but you know matter of fact it's a lot more difficult to get people who quote tweeted so we're gonna lean on uh my my crappy computer here and i'm just gonna kind of scroll around uh on these on these on these uh on these quote tweets it's gonna be blank screen and we're gonna kind of stop randomly and that person's gonna win a pack so not the most sophisticated way to run a giveaway, but if you need to bitch at somebody for uh, the, the lack of sophistication here, you can, Pick you can me. blame me. So. I'm the one yeah. who mentioned the quote to you, but uh, there wasn't any other way to do it. Yeah, the Herzog oh. bot usually, he just comes up with ideas and we just fire and roll with it and figure it out afterwards. This is one where the whole figuring it out afterwards, um, it just didn't work out that well. SB Mitchell, SB Mitchell, certainly SB Mitchell could do it. Time. We are not one time. SB Mitchell said to me, "We can do anything." <laughs> he was literally just like, "We can do anything." It's just a matter of how much time it takes. So yes, he, he definitely could have done it. But there's much more important things that SB Mitchell needs to be doing. All right, all right. Cool. So, I think we do a. Countdown. Oh, this is great. The, the classic. I can't see my name. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I can't see Bye. my name. 
Hashtag we do a stop. countdown. Four. Yeah, countdown. Count it down for us. Three, two, one. Here stop. we go. <laughs> what do we got? We're going what up. We got? All right. It's the one on the top. It up. is up. Sorry. Let me get it. It's Ryan Zake. Ryan. Ryan Zake. I believe Zake is in the chat. Oh, he definitely. He's the one who asked about the oh, Twitter this is giveaway. The one? Yeah. Is this rigged, the same, the same rigged, guy? Rigged. It is. Rigged. Rigged. It's funny definitely because rigged. I, it was it was almost Chewy Wolf's as well. Who just uh, I know nice I saw that San pop Francisco up for a second. Trip as well. Yeah. There's I, I was I was scrolling. I was scrolling there, so making sure make, making sure we were stopped at a certain point. There he is. <laughs> hey, I love the I love the profile pic too. Oh, the joke. joke yeah. Action. It's wrong. Rigged. So, rigged. <laughs> We'll, we'll read this out, even though everyone will claim that it is rigged. But TOC is reinventing the DFS fantasy sport industry. This is the future, ownership and utility. So glad I was able to get involved. It's been the most fun I've had playing fantasy football. Good chance for others to get involved the last drop of the season. So Love appreciate it. all of the quote tweets. Uh, it really was a huge pick-me-up. Um, and congratulations to the random winners. Cheers. Ryan, uh, shoot me a DM on Twitter, on Twitter or Discord, um, and we'll get you that pack. We just need MetaMask. Um, Ryan's in the see- chat every every show. Yes. Right. I just want to give a shout as out long to as I can uh, remember. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Plunge Father, who unfortunately uh, got got gypped when he did a giveaway and somebody connect uh, reached out to him with a fake Twitter name and like a letter missing or whatever. And uh those people out there, yeah. So we're, we're we're careful. We're careful. We know that there's some scammers out there, but no one in this community. Yeah. Congrats, Ryan. Congrats to the other two as well. Um, well done. Awesome. Is that it for the night, gentlemen? I think that was everything. That is it. I'll Can't do one last shout year. out. Uh, if you haven't gone to go back to the TOC giveaways, make sure you are registered. We have the Thursday night contest tomorrow night. We have both the. Uh, NFL tickets and the TOC cards, the this or that. Um, we have the Thrive Fantasy one. The link is there, the free roll, and then all the benefits that go with that. Obviously, the prize fixed up. And per, I do want to say we are continuing to find partners. We understand that some of them are location prohibited and such. Um, so we're still looking. We're still going to try to find as many as possible. And basically, the goal is we just want to bring as much value as possible to the TOC community. And uh, hey, I actually had someone reach out um, who's kind of helping us with a contact as well. If you have any ideas, if you have any relationships, if you have anything, or you just something, hey, I think this would be a good partner, reach out to me and uh, we'll see what we can do. Love it. Yep. Just trying to expand this community, create as many opportunities for all of you as we can. So we're going to shut it down for tonight. Best of luck in all of the contests. Make sure if you have not already, go out, grab your pre-orders. And good luck in the contest on Sunday. We'll be back on Monday with the weekly NFT kickoff. And we will certainly be diving deep, deep, deep into the NFL Dapper partnership and what we expect to to see out of that. So I I think Monday's show is gonna be one of the one of the better ones in a while. I feel like I feel like a it's the first time in, in quite a bit where we're gonna have a, a, a nice deep dive topic. So looking forward to that. And there's one back. <laughs> and run it yeah wow that's right that that like i like basically <laughs> forgot about that because i'm so focused on that yeah monday is going to be great so any of those people out there that are like when top shot next monday top shot coming to you live from in the moment and uh yeah we'll talk to you guys then so on behalf of justin 
Bach, and producer Coop. I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.